When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, Reds? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. There is Mick Moran and Christian Anderson once again. Liverpool 4, Chelsea 1. What a performance by the Reds and Connor Bradley in particular. What a player. We remain five points clear at the top of the league. Klopp gets his 200th league win. The fastest of any Liverpool manager in our history. Um, did it in 60 games fewer than Shanks, which says it all about how incredible Jürgen Klopp is. And all the more reason to... Um, be thankful that he's still here for now and we um, we, we carry on. But yeah, I'm with Christian. How are you doing, lad? How are you feeling after after last night? It was that fucking incredible. I think your voice says it all. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish it was um, my voice was affected by shouting because of winning the game with 4-1 but it's actually having a, some kind of cold, uh, a cough that is uh, in my I don't know, like throat. So I'm I'm coughing a bit. So if, if I do that, I apologize now already. I'll go on mute and let you ramble. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it sounds like I've been on the fucking ale and been to the match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really happy. That was a display, you know, where we were great from start to finish. Uh, we owned them all over the pitch. They didn't have a chance. Yes, they scored one uh, once when we had a bit of a change of rhythm because of substitutions and all that. But as an overall performance, I thought this was one of the best games that we have all season. And yes, Chelsea hasn't been good and they are mid-table and all that. They have their issues, but they still got plenty of quality players and they, they, you know, they, they got quality there. But the way that we played as a team was brilliant to see. So for me, it's just now just looking forward to the games to come because when we play like this, I can't wait for games to come around because you just want to keep on, you know, having that kind of, you know, um, momentum going on. So, yeah, I'm really, really happy. Yeah, I think it's the perfect performance going into the Arsenal. I think we've set it up perfectly for um, that's, of course, away on Sunday. It's going, to be, it's going to be huge, absolutely massive. Again, I think it's... We say it every every game, but the the way that we're going and stuff, we need to. You want to we want to be playing every two game every two days basically, just to keep the momentum going and, and keep cracking on. Um, and yeah, we've got. Well, of course, we're gonna get we're gonna get stuck into why Connor Bradley is the new Cafu and all that stuff. Why Alexis <laughs> McAllister is the best thing in the world. All that stuff's to come. But in terms of the lineup, I think we were pretty much. I think we were spot on. I think the only. We were debating whether it was going to be Trent or Bradley. Um, you you kind of put a little, a little argument forward for Bradley, which as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, it, it makes sense. And I was kind of thinking that anyway in terms of like you need to play your informed players. doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, Trent being out and coming back from injury, I think helped it a little bit because he still maybe wasn't 100%. But on form and... Um, when players are in that type of form, of course, he went up another level in the in the Chelsea game. Um, but I think it was a, a strong lineup. Zobastai um coming back in as well. Um Kanata and Van Dyke, Gomez on the left, um Zobastai with McAllister and Jones, and then you've got Jota uh, on the right, who was again <laughs> saying alongside alongside Bradley and McAllister, Jota was just a, a man possessed as well himself, ridiculous. And then Darwin Nunes, which we'll get on to in terms of Woodwork hits and all, and all that shit, and uh, Luis Diaz he put in a shift as well. So I, I was happy with the with, with the lineup. I'm sure you were well, you were as well. Yeah, in terms of where we are at the moment, and with players coming back from injuries who are who are not hundred percent ready yet to play, you know, a full game. I think this was the best team that we could um, put on the pitch, and you know what a performance and. 
you know, we, we mentioned a few players there, but, you know, the way that Joe Gomez continued to play as a left-back, you know, being standing in the way all the time, uh, being in the right positions, you know, going up forward in his role as well when he goes into a midfield role as well on that side, as, as Trent has done on the right-hand side before he comes in central sometimes. I think, you know, he's playing maybe his best football for us, obviously, since he was a centre-back uh, partner with Van Dijk when we won the league and, and the Champions League as well. But now, you know, he's showing great levels and you know with Connor Bradley as well like like I said in the last show when I said you know you, you don't want to take someone out that is providing so much and contributing and being informed and now when he's starting he's showing this you know this this is something you know to argue that yes we play in Arsenal away on Sunday and we'll talk about that as well but for me it could you know he's 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 a death for a starter there as well I know it's a way it's maybe a different type of game different levels but you know he's showing straight away that he's fearless and I I like that with him that he's he's running up and down he has he has respect for you know players but he's very self-confident and calm and I like the way that he comes in in the right positions he's on the right side of the players and the ball you know when defending so it, it looks very safe and stable so you know we're going to talk about that, but you know, what a, what a lad. And I, I put a tweet out, you know, saying, I, I don't know if it was my tweet or if I replied, but I said something in the, in, in, in the terms of, I, I declared him the best right back in the world ever, <laughs> you know, it's just funny, obviously, and, and a joke, but you know, to see a guy like that, just taking those steps and, you know, I know that media in England, obviously, you know, been talking about him loads in, in the papers and stuff, but even the, the media in Sweden has gone nuts about his, you know, e even on Twitter, you know, uh, Swedish sports per, uh, uh, journalists and personalities have, you know, gone, uh, gone out and said, you know, what a what a kind of debut or, you know, a couple of few games that he played for us for a young lad. So I'm really, really pleased for him and obviously really pleased for the team and the performance. Yeah, I think we're getting to that point where every game that we're playing, you're like, who's man of the match? And I think it was clear last night who the man of the match was because, yeah, just Cafu, what a, what a what a player he is, man. And we'll we'll get on to him in a sec because, um, I mean, he, he's he, he's throughout these all of these goals, he was involved pretty much, so he's gonna he's gonna feature quite a lot in this in this show. But I mean, he's 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 well worth it because of just how, like you said, how good he was, and he's getting all the praise that he um he deserves, and um. Yeah, they have a little penalty shout early doors, which is a joke. Gallagher goes over. Let's just like, yeah, for half minutes, whatever. Um, and then we get, we get the goal, twenty third minute, and it's um, it's that man Diogo Jota on the score sheet again, and it's a lovely bit of play by Bradley again down that right hand side, little ball in, and then Jota's in that pos in that position, and he's got a few options um, available to him. But what I love is that that he does do what he did, um, and it just reminded me of like. Like Suarez for us, he used to do that all the time, where he'd just be like, "Right, there's, I'm surrounded by three. I'm just going to try and dribble through you and hope exactly. it bounces off someone." Um, Thiago Silva and Badia Sheila basically in front of him, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to just blast my way through here and um, and slots it." Because when he when he's through on goal, you know he's going to score. And but the little bit of play before that was just was just boss, and it was his eighth goal um, in the league so far, and his thirteenth in the in the season um, in all comps in, the, in this season. So. And again, if you can score in the first half an hour, I mean the the atmosphere and the the pressure that we were building, the, the closing down, the pressing, everything was just like I mean it might have been it might be one of the best forty five minutes of I've, I've ever seen under Jurgen Klopp. To be honest, that's how that's how high I think most of us would rank it. It was it was it was that good. But like I said, to get that early goal is is crucial, and it's it's always crucial in games like this, especially with the record that we said in the preview show record against these it wasn't too shabby before last night and we've yeah it was just a perfect way to start the game and, and get get right on the uh, on the on the right foot yeah and you know jota first first and foremost like you said the performance in that situation is brilliant you know he's like you said he's going through the players just making sure the ball comes with him and then scores but you know in in the whole game i thought you know he he was working really really hard he won balls all the time like took took the ball off the chelsea players that didn't had a chance and he comes in also in the like obviously sometimes he gets um free kicks against him which is obviously is you know something that happens but Many times he actually goes in body to body and wins the ball very fairly, even if it's hard. And I love that because it it's just something that shows that he's got the 
you know, the mentality and understanding of how to even, you know, go in and tackle as, a, as an offensive player, but to win the ball that high up on the pitch and be such a pain in the arse for the Chelsea players. Jota has had a massive game last night, not, not only for the goal, but also in the way that he played the whole game. Yeah, I think especially as well, we forget on the right hand side, it's not, not where he normally plays. And I think we've always looked a bit of a square like anyone who goes in there is usually like a square peg and a round hole just because it's it's Salah's position Salah is always there Salah's always available so when someone's played it in like I guess cup games or whatever it, it doesn't look right because they don't really get an opportunity to play because Salah's just never 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 injured he's always there so but I think in this period we've proved like just how how good we are how good these players are and I think it's it's good in a way because when when Mo does come back from his injury he knows he's got to be the tempo he's got to put in, the closing down, has got to be what Jota was doing last night. It's got to be at the level of that and also creating stuff and the, the goal scoring. We know he's so good at that anyway. Um, but yeah, perfect, perfect start. And let's just go straight forward to the um, to the second goal because that's what, that's what we want to do. So strap mm-hmm. yourselves in for another for 20 minutes where we're going to talk about Connor Bradley because he, he, what, um, what a moment this was because... His first goal for us, first and foremost, and it, it just didn't even seem like at that point when when he smacked out in bottom corner, I was absolutely made up for him. But it wasn't a surprise though. At that point, I was like, I just expect. I weirdly, even though he hadn't scored for us before, I expected them to score, and I, I don't know why that was. But um, yeah, just a, a lovely bit of play, and yeah, Diaz plays it into him, and he's he's bursting through. It remind, reminded me straight away when a when it happened, of like when Trent scored that beauty against Leicester, I think it was Boxing Day yeah. when we won the league, which yeah. runs onto it and just caressed it like bottom, bottom corner. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Conor Bradley and how, how good he is. He's just, he's ridiculously, I can't, I can't even believe what I'm seeing, to be honest, in terms of, it's not even just like, oh, he's good going forward or whatever, like Trent. He's got like the ability to defend as well. Like he, he's up against... Tricky, tricky wingers Sterling last night. Then he's, he's up against Mudrick towards the end of the game, and he's just keeping pace with them, knocking them over, getting the ball back, and flying into tackles, winning the ball high against Chilwell all the time. I'm just like, this kid is just, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's. I'm so happy for him, and I'm so happy that he's getting this chance in the side. And he's, and like he said after the game, he knew Trent was out, and he had to take his chance, and that's what he's been doing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I also like how Klopp said that, you know, that Pep Linders has been in his ears for three years talking about Conor Bradley, you know, how, how good he is and how good he might become if, you know, keep, you know, developing right and stuff like that. But, you know, the way we see him play now, and we said it before, and I described him as a right-hand side um, uh, Robertson in one way. Like, I think they are very similar. I think uh, Bradley has better technique, like, than... and and. You know, touch is a hard thing to say though, because I think Robinson's got a good touch as well, and he's he's great. But you know, he's got the same energy level, so the same kind of, you know, putting pressure on there and getting straight into the people. And I, I like that because Trent isn't really that kind of player. He's a little bit more, you know, swaggy. Like he doesn't go in in that kind of way. And I, I like that we got a little, a little energy player on the right hand side in Conor Bradley that goes up and down, uh, being fearless. Like I said, and obviously the scoring the goal, it reminded, like you said, us of. Trent scoring against Leicester, but also in one way, even though he was the, on the right-hand side it, and it's not similar, it's also reminded me a little bit of Steven Gerrard coming through his first goal. You know, the way he's sprinting. Obviously, Gerrard goes past a couple of, like, dribblers in, in his, with his pace. But, like, the sprint and the touch kind of felt like, you know, someone that was just bursting through and just like, I'm going to do this. And like you said, it's a, it's a tighter angle as well. It's a hard one to do. And, you know, I... I wouldn't say that I expected him to score, but I felt like I expected him to to make the keeper work. But then it's a perfect finish, you know. I, you know, Darwin Nunes, you know, watch and learn, watch and learn. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm kidding. But you know, yeah, I, you know, to to have someone like that coming in to be able to play, like I said, when Trent's been out, and if we're gonna move Trent up to midfield, having options to do different things with different styles and formations, can't complain, can we? And you know, it's always brilliant when we have players like that, young players coming up from from the academy that are actually showing the levels that is needed in Liverpool. So, you know, all praise to Conor Bradley. Yeah, I think there was like, of course, when we when he came back from his Bolton loan and he'd done, done so well, all the, there was like loads of Bolton fans like saying, oh, this kid's amazing. And you're like, you, you're like, you're trying to temper it with like, he's in a lower league. He might just be too good <laughs> for that league. Like, what's his level? You don't ever expect him to come into your, your into the side like he has and, and, and do what he's been doing. 
Um, it's just ridiculous. And like you said about Peplin, there's a clock said something funny as well, like where he, he said he was on holiday recently and there were some people from Bolton there and they were like, oh, can we have Connor Bradley back on loan? And he was like, nah, too late. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's clear because he's, oh man, he's just a, he's just a ridiculous footy player. I, he really is. I, I just can't wait. I say this all the time. Like, I, I want us to play our next game as soon as possible. I, just, I want to see Connor Bradley play footy as soon as possible once again, just because of how good he's been doing. He was just absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, and you mentioned uh, Darwin Nunes should have some shooting lessons with <laughs> with Connor Bradley, a bit tongue in cheek. But he, he, Darwin Nunes was a threat throughout. He, he was like he always is, and the chaos he causes and stuff. But um, we get a pen um, second minute into the <clears throat> injury time in the first half, and we, we were discussing before we started recording about like McAllister's holding it, and you're like, "Oh, Mac is going to take it, oh, sound," and then um, and then all of a sudden Nunes has got it in his hands and. It's like it's one of them. He's, I think, I said on the last show, like he has moments where, like, he'll he's in front of goal and he just hits it and it's in, and he's he's lethal. And then he has these games where it doesn't quite go for him, but it, he doesn't let it affect his performance. He never lets his performance drop, and he gets an assist, of course, with Diaz, which we'll talk about in a bit. But he never lets it uh, drop his head. But it's one of them. Like, if he scores it, you're like, right, so you fancy him to go and get another one or two or do do more stuff in the game. But of course, he. Put a little bit. I don't know if he hit it too nice. It proper hits it nice, nicely on the side of his foot, but loads of power in there. It's the post, and of course the the stats start flying round about hitting woodwork and all that. The first player to hit the woodwork four times in a game since records began in two thousand and three oh four. So obviously twenty years ago, and it says it says. He does a lot of stuff, but it it says that he's boss and he's getting in those positions and he's having the shots. Like every time, every time he's outside the box, he has a shot, which I love because he's he's working the keeper early doors. He's he's trying to provide the pressure and all that stuff. But again, it's something that he's just he, he's clearly just one of the most unlucky players um, in the league. But and I I tweeted after I saw that that that's that like I reckon I fancy him to break that I fancy him to hit the, the post <laughs> five times in a game before the end of the season but um again he was just I wouldn't I mean I say I wouldn't change him for any for for anything I'd change his ability to convert those chances and maybe convert a few more but I wouldn't change the man and what he does and what he provides for us because that energy and that ability to run channels and as link up players improve tenfold it's like we've said all the good stuff that he's been doing it's just those little final bits that he's in terms of his goal scoring that he needs to fix, but he was he, he was boss again last night. Yeah, he's you know he's a handful for all defenders and the way that he plays and like you said, he's boss because obviously he hit the uh, the bar and the posts and you know it's a record breaking thing. But I'm thinking, you know, at least he's there. He's still creating them. So imagine he could have scored four or five. I know, obviously, he needs to score the goals as well to get that, you know, in the stats. But just the point that he's there, like he's in those positions and comes into those situations where he actually managed to get the ball on goal, even though it doesn't go in. It means, like, if he just continues with that, he will continue to score goals later on. So I would, I've said it before as well, I, I would be worried if he's never in positions to score goals, if he's out of the play, out of the game and doesn't really do anything but at the moment he's doing so much for us helping us out the way he works obviously providing assists we will talk about you know they're being a threat all the time so one day all those four chances will go into goal and everyone will just you know can't obviously won't be able to stop talking about Darwin Nunez like we're talking like about Conor Bradley but like you said I wouldn't swap him for anyone at the moment because he fits in in, in the way we play and he will score goals and I just, I just like him. He just have something likable about him. Not only in terms of how he's a good football player. I just like the way he seems to be as a person. A little bit shy in one way, if you know what I mean. But at the same time, just going for his own thing. Like doesn't, like you said, doesn't you know let those misses affect him or whatever. Just keeps on going. And you know, I every time he just continued to work that hard and provide assists and being you know a, a big part in our game. I just love him, and I think he, he's one of the best in the world in what he does. He just needs to score, obviously, a little bit more, and that would be, you know, the 100% fucking perfect striker. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, we were talking in the group chat about, like, pens and, and whatever, and it was like, 
I need to check out what his pen record is. And of course, <laughs> last night was his first ever pen miss in his career. He was twelve. He took twelve before last night and scored twelve. Um, I think one of them was for us in the Europa League. The rest for the, were for others, other teams. But he's usually pretty reliable <laughs> from the pen spot. But of course, the the kind of I can't. It's, I think it's even hard to describe like the what he's going like his form that he's going through because it, it depends whoever you speak to. Like people say, no, he's had an indifferent season, and of course he gets the assist. He's got eleven goals and eleven assists in the in all comps this season. Twenty-two goal contributions is ridiculous, and we we've got loads of games left. So it's like for me, it's not even a question. Is is he playing well? And does he deserve the start? It's, he's ridiculously talented. It's just those little bits where he has that many chances. And he, he's missing a high proportion of them at the minute. But once that we get that down, I think we've been saying that for ages, but I think as long as he's in those positions, like you said, and he's making stuff happen, and as, as long as he's getting assists and he's in, interacting with the game and making us better, then yeah. that that is the main thing. And that's why he continues to start games for us. That's why he plays every game, because he's so crucial to what we do. Yeah, um, but just, just imagine if he goes on, you know, he's scoring maybe 15, 20 goals in total this season, because we've got so many games left, obviously. And you never know if you're going to have one game where he scores three because he can. We we see that because of the stats, obviously, that he creates all those chances and stuff. So just imagine being 15, 20 goals a season, maybe even getting like 15 assists, you know, because that's possible. Or even 20, if he continues in the same way that he does now, he might end up like 15, 15 or 20, 15 or whatever. And that would be amazing stats for someone that... Obviously, he misses a lot, but, you know, for the second season, for someone that everyone was doubting and saying this or that, you know, you, you would see, uh, you look at the numbers and be like, well, you look back in the Premier League further back when you didn't have, like, the, the players that scored so many goals, like the Mo Salas or Haaland or even Cristiano Ronaldo at this time. That would be an amazing player and a striker that you will always want to have if you go back 15 years. I know that, you know, times change, but you, you can't, you can't, you know, expect everyone to be Haaland and score, you know, that many goals or Salah. Some some will score goals and it will be around 15, 20, 25 maybe. And that's still brilliant. And and add on that 10, 15 assists. If you have a player or a striker doing that, I'll be fucking more than happy. So, Yeah, exactly. I think any team in the world would want Darwin Nunes. Because <laughs> the, the ability, that the, the base level that he's shown at the minute is ridiculous and he can only... He can only get better. That's, that's the thing. He's still young enough to get loads better. So, I mean, the whole hit in the woodwork thing, and there's a few stats on Opta like about like um, the most since like Luis Suarez and all that. And we and we, I remember like when Suarez was going through that patch where he just kept like wherever he was shooting from, he just hit the post or at the bar. And it's like it's just mad that like they're both Uruguay and they both play for Liverpool. So like those connections are always made. Um, yeah. But it makes you a bit excited for what. Um, what's to come in the future? I think that's the, that's the main thing with with um, with this this side as well in terms of how young they are. But not Darwin Nunes, especially being the focal point of it. Um, so yeah, half time. I think it was. I think going in three 0 at half time would have been that would have been like that half was like yeah a hundred percent out of game 100%, over just like yeah. game over. But also in terms of performance and like actually putting the chances away, three 0 would have been like top top quality. Two 0 still. Of course, like be, splitting hairs, it was still fucking amazing. Like to go to go in two 0 up, um, and to have played so well in that first half was just ridiculous, and set our, um, set the standard and the foundation for the for the second half as well. Where they bring on, I think it said they're all they brought on three subs at half time. That proved just how much we were all over them. Uh, they bring on Mudrick, Gusto, and and Kunku. Um, Chilwell was getting absolutely et up by Bradley every moment, of which I absolutely love to see. Um, and yet he brought on Mudrick for a bit more pace, and then Kunku, of course, who goes on to score. Um, but yeah, we get the we get the third goal, 65th minute, and we've got to talk about Connor Bradley again because he's involved again. He's down mm-hmm. that right hand side. He whips it in. Um, Zobersly with his head back of the net, and it's and it's and it's three nil. And you've got half an hour left, and it's you're thinking then game over. Um, and I loved the, like the little interview with. Bradley and uh, Zobersly after the game and um, Zobersly saying oh, that's probably my first ever goal with me scored by my head uh, and just had a little joke about it but again he was key again last night just in terms of his energy and his work rate and getting on the ball and I think that him weirdly being out for a bit with the injury it's given his body time to 
re-energize and give him a bit of bit more energy in the legs. I think he was showing that anyway, but in terms of just a bit, like getting that ability back on the ball and trying to create stuff and thinking, getting goals and assists last game. So he's again, we've got so many of these players where you look at them going, "Fucking hell, he's so good! Like he can he can do this, he can score, he can assist, he can do this and that." And Zobislav is just another one who's again coming back at this time, similar to Robertson and Trent back from injury, is absolutely key and massive for us to have. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, him being in the team just gives us, you know, extra boost as well, like I said, in terms of energy and skillfulness as a football player because he got skills. Um, I, I can't wait for him to, you know, blast a beautiful free kick in because I've seen him doing that for yeah. for Hungary and, you know, for um, Leipzig when he played there as well. So, was, you know, I can't wait. He had two. Did he have two last night? Didn't he? Yeah, he, he had opportunities. Wall, but like, yeah, I was like, "Come on, then, come on, then, let's go." I want to see this fucking, you know, perfect free kick, but it wasn't to be. But then he scored with his head. And to be honest, like when David Nunes missed that penalty and we went into half time two uh, 0 up, obviously the next goal, if there was going to be a goal, was very crucial, and it was us scoring it. That was very, very important. They might have not gone to score the three one, you know, because of us scoring. Uh, 3-0 it could have been like we coming out more fighting as well but I think that you know us being 3-0 up kind of and the substitutions we made kind of like I said before as well we got out of rhythm a bit and that don't they took advantage of that but I think you know to score in that 3-0 just gave us this feeling of you know it's settled and done uh, and it can be a little bit dangerous sometimes but I just felt that goal was so important for us for after that miss that we had when we could have gone in 3-0 in, in half time, but instead getting that 3-0 quite um, you know, in, in a good time in the second half. Uh so yeah. And obviously Bradley, you know, when you saw him just running down with that ball and coming uh, you know, p- going past the defender and just whips it in perfectly. It's it's not it looks a little bit like I'm I'm just gonna cross it and hope, but it's just a perfect cross because it's too too far away from the goal it come out and it's such a such a hard like pace on that ball so whoever comes at it if it's a little player just needs to just touch it in one way like uh Soberslai does what he said he doesn't need to do much to just he just needs to be there and change the direction of the ball so you know in, in that kind of uh cross is perfect cross because sometimes when we do these little you know flat ones that you know you need to work really hard to get them goals uh the balls going toward goals or whatever this yeah. is you just need to fucking touch it and it might go in so brilliant cross uh brilliant run from Soberslai and a very nice goal and another assist for Bradley yeah, it's 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 just ridiculous, really, when you you think about Bradley. Um, six goal contributions in his last four games, so that's five <laughs> assists and one goal. I think you can. I mean, I, I don't even want to like say that I'm overplaying it. I am overplaying it. He is he is that good, and we've said we've said it loads already. But like it's we've said about his attacking. He's got the defending down. But then again, with this goal, he showed his his technical ability. I think he showed it with he showed it with the goal in terms of like you said earlier, like in terms of like that that is a difficult chance when you're on that side of side of the goal and you're a right foot and you're, you're going across the keeper. It's a it's a difficult one. You've got to have right power and precision's got to be on point. But the cross again is just it shows his ability to get in those positions and he doesn't panic as well. He's he's like right I know where I'm gonna hit hit this. I'm gonna load a whip on it. Trent esque and um all people all all the person who's on the end of it needs to do is get their head on it and then divert it. You don't have to put much much into it, like you said, you just got to get your head on it, and yeah, it's just a ridiculous, ridiculous night for <laughs> for Connor Bradley. It was just, I mean, I'm loving like all the tweets I'm seeing about, about him. It's just, it's just class. Um, but yeah, like you said, the the changes come after that um, three, and I think, like you said, that that goal came at a key time. I think the three nil then pushes Klopp to say, well, then we need to. Start bringing players off just to give them a little bit of rest. Of course, we brought on Trent, get, give Bradley the reception that he deserved for that ridiculous 68 minutes he put in. Uh, Gakpo for Jota, like we said, Jota was ridiculous as well. Elliot for Zawazlai and um, Robertson for, for Gomez, who also, like you mentioned earlier, very good as well. And weirdly, because there's all this stuff going on um, in the game, all like Nunes stats and Bradley being amazing, I think. There was a few that I saw that I think probably didn't get as much traction as normal because of the the circumstances of the game. His trend came on, of course, like I mentioned, and he makes his 300th Liverpool appearance, which I think is Sutton is 
something that's just mad as well. Like he's he's twenty five now, and it's mad to think he's twenty five. He's played three hundred games for the Reds, and I think, like I said, because of all the stuff that happened last night, the candidate didn't get as much traction as it normally would. Um, but I've, I've stole this tweet off Mike Reed. I'm sure he won't mind um, off Twitter. Uh, so he's the third youngest to reach three hundred uh, appearances appearances for the Reds after Ian Rush and Emlyn Hughes. Um, and he did it, so he's done it, and Gerard was fifth, I think, on that list, so he's done it 43 days quicker than Steven Gerrard, which is, yeah, I mean, if you're not following Mike Reed on Twitter, I'll give Mike Reed another plug, because he's he's just, <laughs> he never misses with these tweets, I absolutely love them, um, but that one's, again, it just proves that we've got that many players in the squad, it was just ridiculous, and Trent playing his 300th game already, it just, it, it feels like that's absolutely flown by in a blink of an eye, all those 300 games, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you don't even think about it, but then obviously he's been around for a while now, but we've been so blessed to have this Jurgen Klopp team for many years, except for obviously last season with all the troubles and things. But, you know, it's just been it's just been a great journey and with players like Trent coming through, being, you know, a scouser coming into the team, having an impact, just like Conor Bradley does now, even though he's from Northern Ireland. But you know what I mean? The same kind of feeling. But then he just keeps on going. He's in the team. And we play well, we win trophies, we're happy, we celebrate, we, you know, we we just have a good time. And then you forget about time because you're in that kind of bubble when everything just goes well. And suddenly he's played 300 games for us uh, and he's 25, which also means like he's going into his prime now, like from now on until he's probably, you know, around his 30, he's going to be these five years to come. That's where he's going to hit the, you know, the even greater levels, hopefully, you know, develop even more because he can still do that. Obviously, if he could play in midfield role, he might go on and become something more as a player. But, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to see what he can do. I hope he obviously stays in Liverpool for the long term and uh, that we just get, you know, a new long term contract sort of for him, ACP, really. But, you know, just to have him in his in the team, being able to play in those positions, provided so many assists that he has done and scored brilliant goals. Hopefully he can score more more if he plays in midfield because he's got a great, you know, foot, right foot and all that. But he's world class and obviously he's ours. So we can just be we can just be happy. But you know, three hundred games is something that, you know, you, you you're thinking now three hundred games and another another you know, a couple of years he might be up to, you know, six, seven hundred games coming up to the same kind of amount of games as the, you know, the Steven Gerrards and Carragher's and stuff, which is, you know, <laughs> something you don't do easily in a team like Liverpool. Yeah, and he posted like something last night, um, like 300, 300 apps, and it was like a picture of his um, his debut. I think it was against Spurs where he, he comes off. Um, I think it was twenty sixteen, which is just seems mad that his debut was in twenty sixteen. I just I just feel sick saying that <laughs> eight years ago. That just feels doesn't doesn't just doesn't feel right. That, um, but I, I kind of love it in a way because we've seen his whole journey like a, a, good, a good age where we can appreciate like. And seeing that in turn from a boy into a man, and into hopefully, and well, into a legend already, but hopefully into even more of a legend with the stuff that we're going to go on to win, hopefully this season and the next couple of seasons as well. Um, but yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. But I just wanted to give Trent a little shout out there, just because the, all the chat was about Bradley, and of course, rightly so. But Trent <laughs> deserves a little little mention there as well. Um, but yeah, like we said as well, the the subs. Maybe, yeah, I think when you bring on four subs, I think it's like a. Like a friendly when you when you change your whole team or you bring on like seven players in a preseason friendly, the 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 tempo of the game just completely f- it fucks up a little bit. So when you bring it on four at once, I'm not a massive fan of it. If I'm if I'm honest, I'd like I'd like to do like two and then two or maybe three yeah. max. I feel like it messes with your your system a little bit more, especially when you bring off Bradley and Jota and was obviously like Gomez. Like those, like I mean, they're they're all boss, but I think those. Um, forward are quite key in terms of the pressing and stuff and I think when you change that then Chelsea score basically what two minutes two minutes later and Kunku gets the gets the goal and I still weren't worried at that point because then we go down the other end basically eight minutes later and um, Darwin Nunes gets his goal contribution like he always does he, he gets what gets at least one a game um, and he keeps it up a lovely little ball in and Diaz I think again quietly under the radar another boss performance by Diaz again and gets a gets another goal. I think he's, of course, all the personal stuff that he went through has been horrendous, like his dad getting kidnapped and then thankfully getting returned and he's been living with him and stuff. And I think all that's been, I think it's hard to put yourself in his mind. I think it's it must have been so like 
I mean, footy just is is last in your mind when you when you're going through that type of stuff. Um, so it's taken maybe a little bit of time, more time than it would that's for someone that's just been out with an injury. But he's been, I think, the last maybe four or five games. I think he started to ramp up the pressure. And I think like when he gets the ball, he's looking for those duels going up one on one, trying to take people on, get get in the box, create stuff. Um, and I just think he's like I think he had a chance last night where he fl- flicks a header and that, that could go in bottom corner. Um, but I think again another I'm just made up when these performances people are putting in to get a goal as well because it's just like a there's your rewards and then that's what you you get that little bit of energy and then you can go again next game trying to get another one. But I think it, it was I made up for Diaz to get the goal and, and Nunes to get his assist as well. Yeah, and Diaz was, you know, relentless, like he was working hard the whole game, taking his, uh, you know, defender on all the time, never stopped. And I like that they got these, obviously, South American energy in them, both the Nunez and, and Diaz, uh, and they just keep on going, working hard, and technical skills as well. So, you know, you was just waiting for, you know, a goal for Diaz like that, because sometimes, you know, coming in, cutting the, on the inside and coming, trying to finish and stuff. But it's hard when, you know players defending like that as a wall but you know to come in like that running uh, into the space and Davin Nunes to to get the defender away from him and just you know whip the ball in like that was really good it's a great ball into the box because it's also around the defender but going away from the goalie so it's in, into the perfect space and obviously Diaz then just runs onto it and sli- slides it in if you like and you know it's it's a it's a perfect way of end Chelsea's little little um you know, thoughts of maybe getting something out of this game because of them them scoring the three one goal. I wasn't worried, but I just thought it was unnecessary. And I I'm with you with that. When when it comes to substitutions, I'm glad that we can have more during a game because it prevents injuries and stuff like that. Because it's just clever to you know be able to rest players. But I don't like that we do so many at the same time because it it does fuck up the rhythm a little bit because there's so many players coming out that's been in the game and doing it really really well for quite a long time and been uh, and knows the games the rhythm of the game and know where to be in the situations and kind of found their way into the game for the whole um period of time they've been on the pitch but then we substitute like three of them they're coming in like a whole new midfield two new defenders with Trent and Robertson kinds of take a little bit of time for them to just like know where they're going to be and, and find their rhythm with the others who's already in the rhythm, if you know what I mean. And that's when they score. Uh, and so I'd rather be like one substitution, two substitutions instead of so many at the same times and, and, and bring them on just after each other as, as soon as there's a break or a throw in or whatever, not to have them all going in at the same time because it can be a little bit disrupted and, you know, having this little moment where it could be, uh, shaken and Chelsea scored obviously, but you know then we scored it four one and it was over anyway. Yeah, I think it. Um, thankfully, it didn't. I think at, at that time as well when it's. I think because of the we get the third and then it's three nil. Then you bring them on. I think it, you can get away with it a little bit. And I think this is the way that we the game was going. I think we were always gonna um, win the game anyway. I think if you done it, if you done that at two nil, that would have been a nice score. It's a different. It's a different ball game because then they only need to get one and it could get a jammy little one off a corner or whatever, and it's two two, and you're absolutely fucking gutted. Um, but I mentioned like before on the on the preview show, like about us winning it was was the main thing. But like put, putting a stamp down, getting rid of that record, um, going twenty points clear of Chelsea again, as as what as what I said in the in the preview is let's show that we're 20 points um, better than them and let's show it on the pitch. And we did that. We did that massively. We did that better than I could have. Um, we could have wanted. Um, now on 51 points, Chelsea are on 31. We're still five points ahead of City, but they've got a game in hand, of course. Um, and don't worry, I haven't forgot about McAllister because we have to talk about Alexis McAllister. We talked about goals, talked about assists, we thought about contributions and appearances and record the records of this records of that but Alexis McAllister last night was ridiculously good I mean it's it's for him it's a shame that Connor Bradley was so good otherwise he would have been man of the match because he is just I mean this it just makes me laugh like because I think we've said on shows in the past like wanting the six and like a defensive player and you want someone in there and we've all said it every single one of us every if you you're chatting about footy, you're chatting with your mates in the pub, whatever, you're like, oh, we just need someone in there who's going to go in, just destroy things, do it Fabinho style, Mascherano style, whatever, someone we've seen in the past, someone like that come in, pass to someone, and we can move on, and we can, if we get someone in like that, we'll be a better team. I think since him being out with injury, 
Endo being in the side and performing so well, and then of course Endo then had to leave at a point where he was playing <laughs> fucking so well, he was incredible. Of course, he had to leave for the Asia Cup. Um, but McAllister's came back from the injury, and he's just been—I can't believe the levels he's been putting in. I think he's always had that like tenacity and the and the work rate and stuff. But I think the start of the season, he was always—I think we said it. He was always like a second or two seconds late to every like phase of play. So he'd, tr- he'd run over somewhere and it'd be two seconds, and it, and then he's out of the game because he's not. He's got an, he's got enough pace to kind of get him around the field well, but he's not rapid, if you know what I mean. So he can't cover that ground in the same way, um, like a Kansai or whatever, like the, the top elites that have done it in the past, where he's just ridiculously quick and energized and stammering and all that. But in terms of what he's been doing recently, I think since he came back from that injury, he's just been. He's ridiculous, and it needs to be spoke about just how good it was. Because their midfield, lest we forget, was two hundred and twenty million worth of talent. Like was it Caicedo one hundred and fifteen mil, Enzo Fernandez one hundred and five mil, and McAllister thirty five million pounds, and he just performed so well. Like his ability to just one little one twos around the corner, destroying play, getting stuck in, just everything he was doing was. Was perfect, and he got a massive, massive bear or golf clop at the end of the game, like a, a proper thirty second, forty second bear or golf clop, and it was it was warranted just because he's he's some player, isn't he? Yeah, and I, I think he has just you know find his feet in his and his place in a team, and you know come up to speed with the way we play. You know, I, I think you know playing higher up the pitch at Brighton, also you know a team that played you know with pace and you know. Um, the ball making, like quick decision making with the ball, and goes quick as a, you know as a as a collective play and a game plan. I think that's what he comes up to speed now in an, in a different role in a new system in a way where we play. Uh, you know, if you compare to Brighton, and also finding his teammates and their positions, it takes sometimes a little bit of time. You know, like you said in the in the start of the season, he was a little bit you know one two seconds behind everything, and you felt like oh, I need to come up to speed. But I think that's where he is now. He he reads the game really well. He comes into tackles, but because he, he's 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 quite short, but he's you know he's a he's a he's a you know a short little you know what do you call it like a strong little fucker, isn't he? Like he's <laughs> he's just one of them just putting you know his his body into it and move players away with that kind of style of playing and I like how he wins the ball he gets it out straight away out from positions and situation when he wins the ball he doesn't you know lingers on he just all right I got the ball finding a player and we're on and we're out um and I liked it and I saw a tweet uh as well uh last night which I thought was funny that I retweeted was McAllister's a rich bastard walk around with 220 million pounds in his pocket after that game uh, which I think was brilliant um because th- th- that's the way I felt, you know. I-, I think you know we can talk as much as we want about Caicedo and his, you know, skills in terms of if he would have gone to Liverpool, it could have been a different story. You know, playing on the club, playing the system, maybe would suit him well in a club that is healthy at the moment. Because you know, Chelsea with all the players and all the things that's been going on, they are not in a in a good place uh, overall. But then you have got you know Enzo Fernandez as well, a good play. Obviously, we saw the Argentina in the World Cup. Uh, you know, has done his bits and bobs. But, you know, if you look at it in total, two of them, obviously, and then you see McAllister just, you know, owing them for a whole game. It's brilliant to see. It's it kind of, again, we just be like, all right, we, you know, you choose Chelsea. And, you know, I wouldn't say just went for the money because there was a, like an agreement there. And that's fine if you respected that. But it's more like we did dodge a bullet that cost loads of money and fa- found this little gem instead which is, you know, he's world-class. And obviously, he's a World Cup winner, so we know that he's world-class. But the levels he puts in now, in the way that he plays in a team, in the way we play, is brilliant. Yeah, definitely. I think just in terms of Arsenal, then, what are you, what are you thinking for for lineup? Because I think this is something that's been floating around on Twitter after Bradley performed absolute miracles last night. And it's like polls getting thrown up. Who's going to play against Arsenal? Is it going to be Trent? Is it going to be Bradley? It has to be Conor Bradley. I'm sorry. I think we we said it on the preview to this game. If someone's in that form and his levels went up even more in the mm-hmm. Chelsea game, and mm. when he when he performed against Arsenal last time, he he was very good against Martinelli. Who I'm sure will be playing down the left hand side for them um, in this game, and it's it's away from home. It's going to be even trickier, of course. But from what we've seen, he deserves to start. And I think the only thing is in terms of maybe. Do you change maybe a Gomez to give him a rest? You bring Robbo in to give him a bit, a few minutes. I think it's. I'd love just to as a 
as a way of um, congratulating those lads that p- performed last night, it would be like, just go again. But I, th- I think Klopp's always worried about maybe overexerting players like Sakanata. We might, maybe we might see mm. Kwanzaa. I, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a few question marks, but I think because it's away, because yeah. we're up against third in the league, um, it's such a it's such a massive game. Might he just go as strong again, and then the game after that, you maybe make the changes. I don't know. It's a difficult one, I think. Yeah, and when you mention Kanata there, we need to you know have a shout out for him as well. He was massive. You know, we know Van Dyke yeah. level since before and he was great as well. But fucking Al Kanata, the way he was caught calm on the ball, broke the lines, going forward with the ball and found those little crosses out to, you know, plays as well. You know, he was he was brilliant. So when we talk about that lineup against Arsenal, I think, you know, I agree Connor Bradley deserves to play. It's a question of if he's getting to a point where he's physicality is getting harmed like if he's feeling a little bit tired obviously it looks like he's got you know the all the energy in the world but he needs time to obviously you know being uh, refreshed and you know taking a bit of time between the games to just make sure that he's coming back into 100% to be able to go again that's the question if Klopp see hmm, we start to see now that he played loads of games he's playing with high energy we might just rest him and Obviously, even if it's been great, Trent's got another experience playing these kind of games. But in my opinion, I think Conor Bradley deserves to start if he's 100% fit to start. Because if you perform on that level, like you said, you shouldn't be taken out of the team. You'll be, ta- you'll be taken out if you don't find your way in that game after that 20, 30 minutes. You might be like, all right, um, we might do a change at half time because it doesn't work. Or we wait a little bit in the second half and then take you off because... If he hasn't found his feet yet, then if it's if it struggles, but I think he's going to uh, start, and I hope so. And I think he deserves it. But even with Kanate, I know that we sometimes swap because he needs a rest. But the way he plays as well, and from last night, you know, I think him and Van Dijk against Arsenal will be, you know, that's that's vital for us. Even though we have the the, the likes of Kwanzaa and stuff, and you know, as long as Joko performs like this and the way he plays, it's really hard. As much as I love Trent and Robinson, both of them, and the legends they are for us with all the assists and what they won and the, you know, the the quality that they have. At the moment, they need to, I don't know, they, they need to just wait and take their chance when it arises. If it's now, if, if Klopp, you know, make sure that we need a little bit of change here, yeah, that's fine. Then Klopp taking all the decisions. But in my world, I would probably see the the, the same uh, back four. Yeah, I think it's, I think the Bradley performance, if I've ever seen an undroppable performance for the next <laughs> game, it's that. It, it really is. And yeah, I think it's, I think you're right with Canate as well, because that, that pace, if, if Bradley's, I mean, Bradley does play as like a traditional right back. He's not coming inside to make a, yeah. Like a um, to play in like a six position, so I think he's he's usually always there. And if he's not there, he he fucking sprints back. And I've seen it last night; he was absolutely sprinting. And he and he's quick. That pace, I think, is underrated. How fast he is, he's very quick. And then having yeah. Canate over that side as well against Ma- Martinelli or um, whoever it's going to be is is key. So I, <laughs> I'd love to see the same team again. I just don't know because I think there was some McAllister got a bit of a knock on his knee towards the end, maybe. I think Klopp's always a bit like on the wary side, isn't it? I think if he's got a bit yeah. of a knock on there, he might, he might not make it. Maybe he makes the bench. I don't know. But again, I think he's he's so crucial to what we're doing. If we want someone who's going to try and break up play and, and getting stuck in and harrying people and being basically, like you said, a little a little Jack Russell nipping at people's ankles <laughs> and trying to bite them and stuff. I think he's the perfect player to um to play in it. I think you just. I don't know. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see what we do because I think Arsenal, are, mm. of course, they're still, still, still getting the wins. They're still, still five points behind. So, um, and I saw a little bit of, um, I don't know why I saw the clip of AFTV. I didn't look for it. I just seen it. Someone retweeted it. I think unfortunately, but they were talking about like if they if they lose this game or they draw this game, is the title over? And they were all like, yeah, it's over. Um, so they they know the magnitude of this game in terms of getting a win over us because if they. They beat us. They're back, to, back within, um, back within two points. So they're back in it, um, yeah. in a way. I mean, I think they're still in it anyway, really, because anything can happen. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I'm just excited for Liverpool, and I'm excited to see what Liverpool, what side Liverpool put out. It's gonna, either way, um, whether it's going to be, I think it's going to be, a, it's going to be a massive game anyway, a huge game. Um, 
And yeah, I haven't thought about this yet, so you can answer first, but score prediction. <laughs> oh. oh, it could be a very tough one. And, you know, Arsenal away, yes, we won 2 0 last time, wasn't it? So, but, you know, it's Premier League. You know, after, you know, the form we're in, I fancy us, obviously. So I go with a 2 1 Liverpool. A 2-1. Like, it's going to be tough, but we come away with it in the end. And I, I know that you mentioned Alexis McAllister. I just want to say, you know, he's very vital to how we play and I hope he's fine and, you know, get the rest he needs to be able to play on Sunday because we need him. But at the same time, like you said, with the midfield, Curtis Jones also with the way that he plays and the rhythm he puts into together with McAllister. Like, it's hard to change that at the moment because when it works so well, you don't want to change anything because it's like a machine. So, like you said, I, I hope it might be some kind of change, but I hope we're going to see the same starting eleven because that is like the best we can, in terms of form, we can put out on the pitch at the moment. And, you know, we got Robertson, Trent and the players like that to actually come in and have an impact. But we'll see Sunday. But, you know, the way we perform against Chelsea, it's hard to, you know, argue that someone's going to be on the bench. Yeah, I think whoever it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I'm going to feel bad for them just because that performance last night was, like we've said a hundred times now, but it deserves it. They were just so fucking good. Um, did I give my score prediction? I didn't did I? I think I think no, I'm going to. I interrupted. I say I said two one last game. Um, it was two goals off. Unfortunately, I think only one person got it in the group chat right four one, which is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, I just think two one is just an easy one. I just feel like. I don't know why I thought Chelsea would Chelsea would get more than one goal. I don't know. I don't know why they would. Um, but I think two one. I think is hopefully safe enough. I mean, I'd absolutely love a two nil. I'd absolutely love a two nil. Um, but I just feel like they might nick one. Hopefully, hopefully it's towards the end and you get maybe a little consolation and then we can see the game out. But yeah, I think two one as well. Um, Right, just before we get out of here, I'm just going to give a shout out to Jack Design. If you haven't seen the stuff Jack has been producing recently, then you need to go and follow him. So Jack Design um, on on Twitter. She's been doing loads of Jurgen Klopp heavy metal stuff. So I've got I've got my cap. I've got my black cap ready for the for the Jurgen running. I've got my black t shirt ready for the Jurgen running. So there's loads of boss stuff on there. So if you wanna, and it's not just that. There's mugs. There's t shirts. There's other stuff. There's calendars. There's basically anything you want. If you're in the market for some Liverpool related stuff, then get yourself over there. And if you you do want to do that go over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop enter the code cop 10 on checkout and you can get 10 percent off so you help jack and you help us at the same time so if you fancy doing that and you're in the market for stuff then yeah two birds one stone and all that um but yeah nice one everyone for listening um it doesn't seem like we can do ever do a pod under 35 minutes these days which is always the aim for me 35 40 we're always 50 or an hour and i think we got so many th- good things to talk about it's warranted. It's warranted yeah. at the minute because um, Liverpool are just that good. Um, but yeah, nice one for listening. Thanks very much, as always. And thanks very much to Christian. And we'll see you all very soon. Ta-ra. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copite Podcast. Podcast Network.